please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you doing today, my friends? How you feeling? You feeling better than you did yesterday, I hope? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. Hey, before we start, I want to let you know that An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. So if you get a minute, go over there, check it out. Also, Join us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living. That's our new group. Very active. A lot of people are joining in over there. So join the conversation. Hey, we have got a very packed podcast for you today. And it's dealing basically with this COVID-19, this coronavirus, whichever way you want to call it, this, this scourge that's affecting us, affecting all of us, affecting everybody in the world. And there's no escaping it, not at all. As much as people are trying, you got these people that are trying to drive down to Florida to get away from it. No matter where you go, it's there. It's there and we have to deal with it. And I think our government is doing a pretty good job. They're, they're handling it pretty well. I'm here in the epicenter in New York and I see what it can do. I'm, I'm seeing it all around me. And it's terrible. You've got bodies stacked up in in refrigerated trucks outside of hospitals right now. People are dying hourly here. This is terrible. But you know what? Together, we're going to get through this. I know we are. And I told you about an incident that happened to me last week. And I have to say this. For the most part, I'd say 99% of the people are coming together and they're working together and it's great. It's great to see people are helping each other out, but then you got that 1%. (laughs) And I came across it personally. And I'm going to tell you, I went to, I, I told you on Tuesday, I had gone to pick up food. My wife is, my wife goes to Jenny Craig and she's trying to maintain her weight, you know, which is cool. And weekly, Weekly, mind you now, we're giving this company like $150 a week just for my wife's breakfast, lunch, and dinner from, from Jenny Craig. So because of all of this nonsense, my wife, my wife is a nurse, as you know, so she couldn't go. So I said, well, you know, I'll, I'll take the ride. Now, the last couple of weeks, we went on, her day, on the day that she had off, and when we got there, they, br- they bring the food out to the car. Now, I'm an amputee. I go, I, I figure, well, they're going to bring the food out to the car, right? I get there, I call them like you're supposed to do. I call them, I said, I'm out in the parking lot. I'm picking up for my wife. And (laughs) the woman comes to the door. Now, mind you, this isn't a strip mall where there's three steps up, or I'm sorry, two steps up. She comes to the door. There's a little round table out in front of the door. She opens the door, puts the bag on the door, pulls the door closed, and locks it. So I call her and I say, ma'am, I said, I'm an amputee. You know I'm an amputee. I can't get up the stairs. To get the bag. She says, well, how'd you get in the car? I, I said, well, that's really none of your business how I got in the car. But I'm an amputee. I can't get up the steps. I don't have my wheelchair with me. So she says, well, I can't bring it to the car. 
I said, but I already pay for it. She says, well, the food's there. Go get it. I said, how am I supposed to get it? She says, well, however you got in the car, get out of the car and get it. I said, I can't get it. I said, I'll tell you what. If you're afraid, let me pull my car out. Just leave it on the parking lot and I'll pull back up and I can get it that way. I can reach out of the back. No, I can't. It's corporate orders. Can't do it. Can't do it. Not going to do it. Hangs up the phone on me. I was like, I call her back. I said, ma'am, I'm disabled. I can't get out of the car. Well, I don't know what you want me to do. Click. She hangs up the phone on me again. This went on for like 45 minutes. Finally, somebody else came out of Jenny Craig and she called me and she says, just open up the trunk of your, because I, I drive a minivan. She says, just unlock the trunk of your minivan. And she says, I'll put it in the trunk. That's all it took. But this woman had no concern. She could care less. She just opened the door, locked the door. And I thought to myself, you know what? I wouldn't do that to, I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy. It was embarrassing. And for me, I told my wife, my wife's not going back to Jenny Craig. She said she'll never go back. She called them up. She called corporate. She let them know. And I would never deal with them. Me personally, I would never deal with them. But, you know, she said she'll never deal with them because my wife is my best advocate. And she, she's, she has no tolerance for anything like that. When someone abuses somebody that's disabled, she just has no tolerance. So take from that what you will. But that's what happened. That's all it was. But <laughs> the woman was just, and she's the manager. That was the whole thing. She's the manager. She's the one who trains the other employees at Jenny Craig. Unbelievable. But anyhow, like I said, we have a pretty packed podcast today. And uh, some of the things we're discussing, well, the first thing we're going to discuss is Medicare and the coronavirus, what you need to know. And this is all about billing and your hospitalization coverage and everything is very important. It's very important for Medicare recipients. Also, there's new ways to... <laughs> this is disgusting. Uh, there's new ways for this virus to spread. And one of them, I, I'm going to title this segment, I Shit You Not. And scientists say that the coronavirus can spread through aerosolized feces. In other words, crap flying through the air. And I'm going to explain that to you. It can also spread. We thought it could only spread through sneezing and coughing in the beginning. But it can also spread just through talking. Talking. So we're going to discuss that as well. We're also going to discuss the economic stimulus checks that are coming out. I have dates on that. We're also going to be discussing ways of surviving being quarantined. And it's the same as what disabled people, what we go through on a daily basis. I have a list of 10 things that we go through that might help everybody else out. It's interesting. And the newest thing is that when, when this all first started coming to a head, they told us, well, you shouldn't wear masks all the time and it's not going to help you. Now they're changing their mind. And the president today is coming out with a new, a new guidance that we should wear masks in public because now they're finding, like I just told you, that this can be spread through talking. So we're going to go over that as well and, and how to make the masks you know, it's this isn't uh, this isn't arts and crafts, but there's certain masks that you should wear that you shouldn't wear, and we're gonna go over all of that. We have a really fully packed podcast, so let's get started here, okay? We're gonna start here with a message from Social Security and Medicare. 
whether you're a Medicare recipient or you care for someone who's on Medicare, this is very important to know. The title of this is Medicare and the Coronavirus, What You Need to Know. With the spread of the coronavirus, COVID-19, being informed about your Medicare coverage is more important than ever. Medicare recently expanded its coverage to telehealth services. Telehealth enables beneficiaries to receive a wider range of healthcare services from doctors without having to travel to the healthcare facility. It also helps frontline clinicians to stay safe themselves while treating people. If your doctor orders a COVID-19 test for you, Medicare covers all costs. You should not have any copay, no matter what Medicare plan you're enrolled in. There's no vaccine for COVID-19 at this time, but when one becomes available, Medicare will cover it 100%. Medicare also covers all medically necessary hospitalizations. This includes extra days in the hospital for inpatients who were on the verge of being discharged, but were diagnosed with COVID-19 and had to stay longer under quarantine. Doctors, nurse practitioners, clinical psychologists, licensed clinical social workers can deliver telehealth services. Medicare beneficiaries can receive telehealth services in their home as well as at healthcare facilities, as physician's office, hospital, nursing home, or a rural health clinic. Telehealth services can include routine office visits, mental health counseling, and preventive health screenings for cancer and other illnesses. By helping healthcare institutions across the nation offer medical services remotely, telehealth helps free up hospital emergency departments and doctor's offices to deal with the most urgent COVID-19 cases. During this emergency, Medicare will pay for telehealth services at the same rates as in-person services, giving doctors and other medical professionals the opportunity to reserve their offices for those who truly require in-person care. We know many Medicare beneficiaries are concerned about the spread of the coronavirus and the threat it poses to their well-being. That's why we've taken these rapid steps to ensure that Medicare programs continue to protect our beneficiaries while maintaining the trusted access to care in these uncertain times. To learn more about Social Security services during the COVID-19 pandemic, visit our Coronavirus Disease COVID-19 page at ssa.gov. That's www.ssa.gov. If you have any questions, you can check the, the webpage. You can check the Facebook group. That's Facebook forward slash groups, forward slash disabled living. We'll have the information on that page for these websites. Okay, so let's move along here. All right, we've been told that we have to cover our mouths when we sneeze or we cough. We have to sneeze and cough into our elbow. And uh, yeah, th we can spread this coronavirus through droplets and it goes through the membrane and gets into your mouth, into your eyes. Uh, disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. But now they're finding different ways that this can spread. And it can spread just simply by talking. You, you ever talk to somebody and, and you're talking and they're spitting on you? You tell them, say it, don't spray it. That can pass on this coronavirus. And <laughs> I shit you not. You... <laughs> Scientists now say the coronavirus can spread through aerosolized feces. In other words, crap flying through the air. Yes, exactly. Now you're probably saying, 
how in the hell can that happen? Well, here I have a, a short article that was in the news today. It says, closing the toilet lid is highly recommended amid the coronavirus outbreak, according to a report, as a group of researchers have found that the bug can spread through fecal matter that escapes from the bowl during the flush. The disease caused by the coronavirus, which scientists had already warned, can be spread through fecal-oral transmission, can also be transmitted via aerosolized feces according to Forbes, citing a study published in the Association for Professionals in Infection Control and Epidemiology. Aerosolized feces can be propelled into the air through what's called a toilet plume. The spread of aerosols, sometimes containing infectious fecal matter caused by a flush. Close the lid, then flush. A mechanical engineering professor from Purdue University, Dr. Chen, told Forbes. He said it's, sim it's a simple solution to help control the spread of the disease through toilet plumes. Chen told the outlet that closing the lid can prevent 80% of fecal particles from escaping into the air. My God. My, my God. So it's, it's everywhere. And now I'm going to say this, and I, don't, I, I think everybody's smart enough to know this, but by all means, stay away from public restrooms. Oh my God, can you imagine what's floating around in there? Stay away from public restrooms, please, my friends. This is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. <laughs> disgusting. It's a disgusting, disgusting disease. That's the, only thing, that's the only way I can say it. And we're finding out more ways that it's transmitted. It seems like every day there's a different way that this is transmitted. And now this crap flying through the air. Oh my God. But... Be careful. Make sure you close the toilets. It's a simple thing. It's a simple thing. And please, if you're using someone else's facilities, make sure you have rubber gloves on. Make, make sure. Some kind of gloves, any kind of gloves, even a plastic bag over your hands. I'm not saying that your friends have a disease, but better safe than sorry. Be proactive. Be proactive with your health. It's very important. I say, that to, I say that on the podcast all the time. As disabled people, we have to be proactive with our own health. Now, everybody has to be proactive. Everybody. Our health is our responsibility. Okay, remember that. All right, let's move on here. In New York, we're now being told that we have to wear a face mask when we go out to protect ourselves and not necessarily the surgical masks or the the mask that the medical professional professionals are wearing but bandanas or scarves something that, that covers your mouth and covers your nose i take it a step further the, i want a bandana that covers my nose and my mouth but i also want glasses on to cover my eyes i don't want anything getting into my eyes i want to cover my ears because i don't want to get anything into my ears any place where there's a membrane that this droplet can get get into and attach to or go through i call me paranoid call me whatever you want to call me but that's how that's how I feel. Now, that's what they're telling us. They're telling us to wear a, a bandana or a scarf around our mouth and our nose here. And, you know, the, the mayor of New York City saying, yeah, get creative, do whatever you want to do. I used to ride a motorcycle. I used to have a bandana that had a skeleton's face on it. I could roll around in my wheelchair with that now. But get creative, do something with it, but cover your mouth. Cover your mouth and your nose. Everyone else's, cover your hands. 
get latex gloves. If you can't get latex gloves, get any kind of gloves. Anything is better than nothing. Remember that. Anything. If you can't get the latex gloves, which they're very hard to get. I, we, we've been trying to get them. We uh, Amazon is like a, a month out before you can get them from Amazon. Um, we've tried all over to get them. Whatever you can get, cover yourself up. Protect yourself. It's, this is our responsibility to protect ourselves. I have some information here on masks. The title of this article is, To Mask or Not to Mask? That is the question. In the early days of the coronavirus outbreak, many health experts hoped to mitigate panic by assuring the public that face masks for all would not likely be an effective step towards preventing a global pandemic, which has now reached more than 180 countries around the world, according to the World Health Organization, or the WHO. But now it's a different story. On Thursday, yesterday, the White House moved towards urging all Americans to wear face masks in public. And despite the lack of evidence supporting their effectiveness, the consensus now appears to be this. It's better to be safe than sorry, even if that means wearing a scarf around your face. While medical discourse continues on this subject, here's an overview of everything we know about the face mask to help you decide for yourself. Should you wear a mask to prevent contracting the coronavirus? According to Dr. Rob, an assistant professor of pediatric infectious disease at NYU, there's little scientific evidence to show that medical face masks or other forms of facial protective gear alone are effective in keeping healthy individuals from inhaling infectious particles. It's not a guarantee against infection, said Dr. Rob. What are the CDC and the WHO mask guidelines? Both the CDC and the WHO continue to maintain that healthy people without chronic medical conditions can go without unless they are caring for someone who is ill. The current CDC recommendations focus on best practices for sick individuals, but not the general public. They state, number one, if you're sick, you should wear a face mask if available, when you are around other people, including before you enter a healthcare provider's office. Number two, if you are caring for others, if the person who is sick is not able to wear a face mask, for example, because it causes trouble breathing, then as a caregiver, you should wear a face mask when in the same room with them. Visitors other than caregivers are not recommended. Number three, note, during public health emergency, Face masks may be reserved for healthcare workers. You may need to improvise a face mask using a scarf or a bandana. Can you disinfect masks? Research at Stanford recently established n95decon.org as a resource to medical professionals on how to safely disinfect disposable N95 respirators, so-called because they block 95% of particles for reuse, but the advice won't help those at home. Simple surgical masks made of specialized paper-like material should not be reused as they capture and trap infected particles, nor can they effectively be washed or sanitized with any cleaning product. Nevertheless, the CDC says that extended use is preferred over reuse in clinical settings, meaning medical workers should opt to wear the same mask all day, then dispose of it, as opposed to taking it on and off between seeing coronavirus patients. Under other circumstances, the practice can be acceptable in cases of certain illnesses. 
Those using homemade cloth masks may have the benefit of being able to wash and sanitize their mask, but they'll want to make sure that they have plenty of backups on hand, lest they plan to do laundry all day. The WHO recommends that cloth masks be brought to a temperature of at least 133 degrees Fahrenheit to kill the coronavirus. As always, soapy water scrub recommended and tumble drying on high heat, which can reach temperatures between 135 and 150, will help. Well, it's better to be safe than sorry, like the president said. And I'm all for it. Me personally, I'm all for it. And they're telling us that we have to do it now, so it's something that we have to do, so we do it. We do it. It's better to be safe. Be proactive. And like I said, gloves. It's important to have gloves on. Don't touch things. I'm to the point where I'm getting all those apps on my phone where I don't even have to give them my de- my debit card or my credit card anymore when I pay for something. You go to McDonald's, Burger King, Dunkin' Donuts, all those places, and you can just pay on your phone. And there's no touching, there's no exchanging of cash. Or, I don't even carry cash anymore. I don't even carry cash. I have I have a card that I keep in a spot in my car that it never comes in my house. And I have disinfectant wipes that I wipe it down every time I use it. But it, you have to watch what you do, but you have to protect yourself. And if they're saying wear the mask, it's better to be safe than sorry. Wear the mask. Wear the bandana. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure nobody's going to disagree with me on that, right? All right, let's move on here. The economic stimulus. The, the checks that are being sent out to every American. Well, they've pushed the, t- the dates up. They originally said within three weeks, but now they're saying within two weeks. So we're looking at somewhere around April 13th that checks should stop being deposited into our accounts and being mailed out. Now, here's, here's some information about that. Um, if the IRS doesn't have your direct deposit information... If you didn't include your direct deposit information when filing your taxes, or if you receive your Social Security payments by mail, you may be able to do this before checks are sent out. The Treasury plans to create a web-based portal for individuals to provide their banking details online according to the IRS. This will help Americans get their payments faster rather than waiting for a check in the mail, according to the IRS. Do you have to pay back the stimulus check? This is a big question. No. The stimulus payment is actually a refundable credit against your 2020 tax liability, according to Kyle Parmalou of the American Enterprise, and is paid out of an advanced refund. That means you don't have to wait for to file your 2020 taxes to get the money. It also doesn't reduce any refund you would otherwise receive, Watson said. In fact, if you don't qualify for the stimulus check now, based on your 2018 or 2019 tax returns, you may be able to qualify to take the tax credit next year when you file your 2020 taxes if your income meets the thresholds. So that's something to keep in mind. All right, I just wanted to pass that along to you. So they're coming out quicker than what they had planned. So look for it. Look for the deposit in your account. All right, let's move on here. Okay, our final segment for today is surviving the quarantine. (laughs) It's the same thing that we as disabled people go through on a daily basis. So I got 10 things that you can do to help keep your sanity while you're you're stuck in your house. I see it on Facebook all day. People going nuts. They're by themselves. They're stuck in an apartment in the city. 
Well, if you if you try and stick to a regimen, uh, it, it gets it gets that much easier. So this is what I tell other people to try and do. This is what I do myself. All right. Number one, keep to a schedule. All right. If you normally go to bed at 10 o'clock at night, if that's what you've done before this quarantine, continue doing that. All right. Don't fall into that trap of staying up all night watching TV, you know, Nick at night, watching Friends, <laughs> binge watching stuff. If you normally went to bed at 10 o'clock at night every night, continue to do that. And don't stay up all night on the computer, you know, playing games on the computer or whatever, and then sleeping your day away the next day. Stick with the same schedule you've always had. Number two, get at least, at least seven hours of sleep a night. I know some people say, I can get along fine on four hours. Yeah, but you know what that does to your immune system? That knocks your immune system down. That breaks it down in half. Seven hours fully charges your immune system. And the the thing that we need right now is a fully charged immune system with this coronavirus going around. So... Try your best. Get seven hours sleep. Number three, maintain. This is very important. Even just if if you're by yourself, this is very important. Maintain your your normal morning and nightly hygiene regimen. Maintain it. Don't say, well, where am I going? I don't have to take a shower. Uh, I don't have to shave. I don't have to change my clothes. Believe me, you have to shave. You have to take a shower. You have to wash. Do that. Maintain maintain the same hygiene regimen you've always had. You've always been a clean person. Remain a clean person. Number four, you wake up in the morning, get dressed. Make your bed, get dressed, put on clean clothes. Don't spend the entire day in your pajamas. I know. Where am I going? I'm not going out anywhere. I don't have to go anywhere. I'm just going to lounge around in my pajamas. Don't do that. When you end up spending 24 hours a day in your pajamas, you're going to depress yourself. Get up. Get dressed. It's another day. Number five, eat regular meals. Now, by that I mean cook meals. Eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, okay? Don't eat pizza for breakfast. Don't eat ice cream for lunch. And don't order in for for dinner. All right, I know maybe you want to support your restaurants or what have you. But for you, it's better to get food in the house and prepare your own meals. Because it takes time. It gives you something to do. You can look up recipes on the computer. You're preparing your own food. It's keeping you busy. Even if it's only for an hour before you eat. Then you eat and then you have to clean up. It's keeping you busy. It's giving you something to do instead of just sitting there and stewing in your own thoughts. So cook your own meals. Eat regular breakfast. And you know what? Once you start, maybe maybe not in the habit. You're gonna you're, you're probably saying, "I never eat breakfast." I know a lot of people that say that. Never eat breakfast. I have a cup of coffee, and I'm gone. That's all I do. Well, you know what? Get into the habit of eating breakfast. Breakfast is a good meal to have. It starts you right up, and then. Try and stay away from the snacks during the day. I I know somebody that's living on potato chips right now they're, because they they don't do it regularly. But this is this is the thing that they like to do. They eat potato chips. But that's the worst thing for you because you're gonna end up coming out having to go to Weight Watchers after the after this quarantine. You're gonna end up in Weight Watchers. Eat regular meals. Yeah you yeah of course you're gonna snack. You're home. Of course you're going to snack, but just watch the snacks. Try and do some healthy snacks even. Number six. This is very important. Very important. Every one of us 
especially if you're listening to this podcast, has some form of technology, whether it be a phone, a tablet, a computer, whatever. Use it. Use it to socialize. Socialize with friends. Go on Facebook, go on Snapchat, go on Instagram, go wherever you go. Text people, call people, keep in touch with other people. Talk. That's very important. It's very important. All right, so you can't do it face-to-face. Join a group. Join join the Facebook group that we have. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living. A lot of nice people in there. A lot of nice people. You never know. You may make lifelong friends. But talk to people. You got people from all over the world in these groups. Talk to people. Socialize. Don't become an introvert. Don't don't fall inside yourself. Keep on reaching out. It's the same way you've always been. Keep doing it. Number seven, read. Read a book. Read the, read the news on the computer. Read the newspaper if you have it. Draw. Get into drawing. Use your mind. Become creative. Write. Maybe, maybe you have a great novel inside of you that you want to write. Or journal about the pandemic. Write down history because this is history that we're living in right now. We're living through history. So write it down. Maybe your grandkids will want to see it someday in your handwriting. How cool would that be, right? Number eight, get some fresh air in your lungs. All right, you don't want, if, I can understand if you don't want to go outside. I can understand that. Open the window. Open the window. Breathe in. Get some air inside you. Get some air in your lungs. Clean out your lungs. Get some exercise. Even if you exercise in place. Or you know what? You have a tablet or a computer. You have all those exercise programs on the computer. You got them on YouTube. They're free. Work out with somebody on YouTube. Number nine. This is important too. This is very important. Be alone with your thoughts. Clear your mind out. Meditate. Take an hour a day. Meditate. Get to know yourself inside and out. That's very important. And number 10, and this is a big one, all right? We have to watch the news. We, we have to. <laughs> we have to know what's going on around us. We have to know where we're at, what's happening, but limit it. Don't keep the news on 24 hours a day. It'll depress you. Just don't. If you got to watch TV, binge watch something. Get Netflix or, or HBO or something. Watch a movie, but don't keep the news on 24 hours a day. Catch an hour of the news in the morning, an hour of the news at night, so you know what's going on. But don't keep it on all day. It's, it'll just depress you. All right, those are those are some tips. They were they were all sent in by readers of the website and myself. <laughs> but these are other people that read the website and listen to the podcast. These are suggestions that they've had that they sent in to us, and we've we've rehashed them on the podcast before. So we're we're gonna put them on we're gonna put them on the webpage if you want to go back and look at them. And I hope you find them interesting. I hope they help. I hope they help you. I want to thank you for stopping by today, and I want to remind you. Things can always be worse. Right now, there's somebody somewhere wishing they were in your position. So things can always be worse. And one more thing. No one ever went blind by looking at something on the bright side. Remember that. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. And remember, my friends, laughter is the best medicine. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple. 
your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.